Hello, son. Where have you been? Playing with Millhouse. No, you haven't. You've been out gallivanting around with that floozy of a bigger brother of yours, haven't you? Haven't you? Look at me. Dad, it just kind of happened. You're taking this too hard. How would you like me to take it? Go ahead, Bart. Have your fun. I'll be waiting for you. I'm sorry. I can't do it. Well, what are you going to do? Oh, you'll see. Four-finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount, proudly brought to you by The Simpsons Quotes, and nobody gets any more Facebook page, nohomers.net, and popculture.com.au. I am Dando. I am Mitch. Today we're here to review Brother from the Same Planet. Did you like this episode, Mitch? One of my favourites of all time. Really? Uh, yep. Easily. It, it not in as much as it's... That caught me completely off guard, by the way. It's, it's maybe not like the best episode of all time if I was to look at it and judge it by the way I would critically judge what is the best and what is not, but... For me, just wanting to sit down and have an enjoyable time, this is this is right up there for me. It's like I was thinking of doing for our Patreon listeners, someone asked me to do like my top 10 movies and I was going to have to do like the top 10 movies that I think are the best movies of all time, which would include things like No Country for Old Men, um, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's There Will Be Blood, that sort of thing. And then I would do ones that are just my top 10, Especially. like my favourite <laughs> movies and Superman would yeah. be, you know, in that one. So, for me, this is like the Superman of Simpsons episodes. It's just, okay. I love it from start to finish. To me, this was sort of like Colonel Homer and that I couldn't, I could have seen this less than five times in my entire life. Okay. It's just one that I, I don't think this was played on TV very often in Australia. I don't remember seeing it at all. I don't think it's on any collections of tapes. I just... Couldn't, I couldn't, couldn't tell you much about it at all. Yeah, I okay. had never seen much of it. I think it was one that very early on when I first got a video iPod, I uploaded this onto it. So I used to have Legally. It all, I, yeah, le- I had the DVD. Like I yeah. just ripped it. Um, but yeah, I would, whenever I was traveling around, like in on buses or whatever, when I was younger, I would have this with me. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, there's plenty of hilarious moments. Like it's it's a really good uh, Homer Bart story, isn't it? Yeah, it's a really good father son story. It's nice. To, like it's one of the first times you see them pitted against each other, and not necessarily and not, not so much. To. Yeah, it's, like not so much because Bart was naughty or anything like that. But they're almost combatants. They're like emotional combatants in this to try and get the upper hand. It's kind of like uh, they're both being stubborn. Mm. It's kind of like when you leave a pot, you washing on the floor. Nicola's done this before, and she leaves it there to see how long it will take for me to pick it up, and put it away. Mm. It's just like a stand. It was like a standoff between Homer and Bart to see who's going to crack first. Yeah. Because Homer did do a, the wrong thing, but he made a mistake. He apologized. He brought him a Sunday. Obviously, it landed up <laughs> on top of his head. But he made a mistake, and it's one of those times where not very often you see Homer genuinely apologizing for something he's done. Although he did say, "Let's just say we were both wrong." <laughs> yeah, that's right. We could sit around talk, <laughs> trying figures. to figure out who forgot to pick up who until <laughs> the cows come home. I did find though that. Hartman's voice as Tom mm. took me out of the moment a little bit. Why? When Hartman does the other voices like Lionel Hutz and McClure, that's he does those voices for those characters where this was just like Troy McClure's voice on a different character. He doesn't know he normally changes his voice a bit. I guess no, oh, there's some slight variations, but yeah, it's close to it is pretty close it to just, Troy I just McClure. Sort of I'll grant you that. Yeah, it's just it felt like just Troy McClure as a guest star. I don't know, it just sort of took me out of the moment a little bit. Nothing wrong with it. It just took me out a little bit. It's sort of, I don't know, a bit to adjust to it. Mm. But yeah, a fantastic episode. And was this the episode? Was this true? Was this one with Tom Cruise? Yes, that was one of my facts. Okay, because Mitch is going to handle the facts today because I had yeah. the facts and my fucking phone went flat and I lost them. Yeah, all. so but you couldn't go. help yourself and just slipped that in. <laughs> so the the cast members wrote 
the role specifically for Tom Cruise. And there's a number of sort of Tom Cruise references. This is like you would think if you were to pitch a character to Tom Cruise, that would be the least offensive thing to him possible to do. This would be what it is. Like he, he, he's referenced as being an F-14 Tomcat pilot. He, sorry, Hornet, F-14 Hornet pilot. He rides around on a motorbike a la Tom Cruise. Like it's, it's such a Tom Cruise thing. And, the Simpsons writers had actually sort of been told that they thought, well, firstly, Jim um, or James Brooks had said to them that Tom wanted to, to do the show. And they'd also heard some rumor that no matter where he was on set anywhere in the world, he would make sure someone got him a copy of the later Simpsons tape. So they were like, he's a big fan of the show. He's going to love it. It's yeah. just, it's going to happen. And then for whatever reason, he turned him down. Uh, do, do you know that fact wasn't actually in my facts, but the only reason I remember it is because I remember you telling me once, I think, because you love Tom Cruise. Yeah, I did love Tom Cruise. <laughs> he's an underrated man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But anyway, yeah, so it, it, that does explain a lot about the character and the way the character is actually written. How can Do you think the character would have felt different if Cruz was doing it? Um, no, because I think Hartman kind of plays it with that heroic... I don't think Cruz would have been as good for what they wanted to achieve with the character. Depends. I reckon it would depend on the directing. As long yeah. as they told him, play it straight and don't try to play it for laughs, it would have been fine. Yeah, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Do you want to get into more facts or do you want me to ask no. you what your favourite moment of the episode I'll, was? I'll go through a couple more facts. Go through, um, go through all your facts. This episode did not have a very good table reading or animatic run. Yeah. So both the table reading and when they show the rough animation fell flat and everyone in the um, cast in particular were like, were sort of looking at the writers like, what the hell are you doing? Like, what have you given us? There's nothing here that's actually working. Wow. Now, largely they were saying because the script had a lot of stage direction and it kind of broke up the flow for when they were actually reading it out. But they were like, it was one of the very few times that they were really nervous about what they were putting to wear because the writers believed it was funny, but no one else that had seen it or read it thought that it was funny. Not even the, haven't you? Haven't you? Yeah, no, apparently not. How can you not find that funny? I don't know, it's hilarious. (laughs) How often do you get to hear... you have a bigger brother. (laughs) How often do you get to hear Homer Simpson say gallivanting? Yes. Uh, Maybe he didn't deliver it like that. Yeah, Maybe I don't know. I'd, I've always wanted to try and come up with, like, in my head of, like, a little mashup between that and Jurassic Park. Um, because Jurassic Park, I feel you can quote in any situation. But oh, yeah. To have, like, a, a, a massive amount of kids with bigger brothers sort of walking down the street and then the little boy from Jurassic Park with their, uh, their gallivanting this way. <laughs> I sort of, every time I'm in the passenger seat of Nicola's car, I look in the rear Must vision. go faster? No, I look in the mirror and I'm just like, one day I'll look in there and there will be a T-Rex chasing yeah. us. Yeah. Must <laughs> go faster. Day. Must go faster. <laughs> just one day. <laughs> uh, the, the other fact that I've got, I, I haven't got a huge list, but I feel like the ones yeah. that I have got are yeah. ace. The important ones. Yardley did not like the subplot about the Corey hotline. What does Yardley like these days? Yeah, that's true. But she didn't like it due to Lisa's age. She felt uh, the way it was originally written, they toned it down a little bit, but they thought it was inappropriate for like an eight-year-old girl to have a semi-sexual crush on a boy. I had a crush on the Spice Girls when I was her age. Is that wrong? Um, I didn't have a crush on the Backstreet Boys until I was a little bit older. Though. <laughs> you didn't get over that one until later <laughs> on in life either. Oh, that Lance Bass. Who the uh, hell is that? Wait, is he Backstreet Boy or was he five? He's or five, NSYNC. I think, yeah. NSYNC, 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 yeah. was Lance. Don't you be fucking hating on the Backstreet Boys, man. <laughs> Anyway, continue facts. Um, oh, that's that's what I've got. That they're my three, my three quality facts. I've just gone to the Wikipedia page, which I haven't done yet. It says he Peppy was apparently based on a fictional character called Dondi from a daily comic. That was at the same. Yeah, I heard comic. that, and went. No one's going to know what that is, so I'm not going to say it out loud. Okay, then I thought <laughs> I thought it was interesting. Anyway, <laughs> what about the Ren and Stimpy fact? Do you want to talk about that? We'll talk about that during the episode. Yeah, that's something that I had written down during the episode. That Ren and Stimpy was one of the few times that I actually got permission from. Is it Nickelodeon? Nickelodeon, that owns yeah. Ren and Stimpy. It was yeah. really cool, wasn't it? It was Did, sort of. It was. 
One thing that I didn't ask, did they get... It wasn't Billy West doing the voices, was it? He didn't do the voices for the first season, I believe. He did it from everything thereafter. So okay. maybe not. But I feel like, was it even the original actors doing it for Ren and Stimpy in this episode? Or did they just get a Simpsons, one of the Simpsons voice cast to do the impressions? doesn't say. Just his authorization to use the two characters for that sequence. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. It, who knows? Yeah. Anyway, so, good facts there. Thank you. Now, what was your favorite moment from the episode? Uh, Homer getting bent over the That's fire. My too. That's yeah. just the best part. It's yeah. what stands out the most, isn't it? It's the noise. Yeah. Dink. <laughs> Have you watched my uh, video of JR commentary of Simpsons clips? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. As God, God is my witness. He has broken in half. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Perfect for that moment. <laughs> good God almighty. God, JR just fits everything. <laughs> what else would I... Oh, and um, Skinner with the Psycho reference. Was Looking... it Psycho reference? Yeah. Or was it with yeah, the mother? Look, yeah. yeah. Which a bit silly. because Or have they not shown that he lives with his mum yet? I don't think they have. I thought they had. I'm pretty sure they haven't. I'm going to believe you. I'm th- I thought they had, but you're probably right. I'm bad with timelines, but yeah. I don't think they have. All right. So, the original air date was February 4th, 1993. The chop wall gag, the principal's toupee. It's not a frisbee. Mm-hmm. And the couch gag was the rear wall rotates once they jump on the couch, turns around, leaves the room empty. Weird that the principal doesn't have a toupee, but anyway. Mm, that is true. Mm. Odd. Trivia? Oh, yes, trivia. We always, I always forget the trivia. You always have to remind me. It's, like, it's the running shtick we have here. Yeah. <laughs> so, you go first. Uh, what colour was the lightning bolt on Bart's helmet? Kick it off with an easy one. I don't know. White or red? Yellow. Yellow. <laughs> I thought that you would nail that. And then I heard just that little noise that... I don't know. <laughs> yes, I've got him. Is anyone listening to this keeping a long-running tally as to who's in front on trivia? I hope someone is. I wouldn't be winning. Please start. On the school budget, how much do the hot lunches cost? Uh, $93. $99, nearly. Yeah. Um, I knew it was a nine. Uh, how much was the Simpsons phone bill? 300 and something. Uh, yes, $378.53. Okay. What times are is the antique store open? The sign was at the front uh-huh. as they're running in. Well, they actually demolished the sign. But it says it on it. What days and times? No, I've got no idea. Monday to Saturday, 7 till 10. I'm okay. assuming AM. Good job. Uh, I've got two more questions. I've only got one. <laughs> okay. What are the acceptable reasons for joining the Big Brother program? Revenge is one of them because yes. she kicks it off. Uh, I don't know the rest. Malice, spite, boredom and profit. Uh, I love that. She, uh, revenge is there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she kicks it off. Like, no big deal. And finally, how much worth of Scratchy do the dogs buy in each Scratchy cartoon? How oh. much? He weighs it up. No. 79 cents. Okay, good job. And my final question, what is the number for the Corey hotline? I will accept it either in the word form or preferably in the actual number. It's 1300. Nope. 1900. Uh, well, there's no one, but I'll give you, yes, 900. I thought Skinner said that. that's a 1900 number, 1300 number. I think it just says 900 number. Uh, okay, 900. It's got Corey in it. I don't know. What is okay. it? Uh, 900 555 Corey or 900 555 Two six seven nine. Is that yeah. spelled Corey? Yes. Is Corey only C O R Y? No E. Uh, in the in the phone version because they have to shorten it. To ah, okay, numbers. of course. Yep, yep. Yep. Cool. It's like Twitter. You so of, you've got to make some allowances. <laughs> so we've run out the air date. So it kicks off with Nelson smoking. Mm. Surprised I'm able to get away with that, but they before, had to cut it out about the murderer before driving home a penalty shot right in a Bart's head. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what's the music in the background? I wouldn't be Nothing, able to tell just, you. Just some music to pump you up. So they're part of the local soccer team, I guess. Something they've never really referenced before. Yeah, no. I wish I had had more of this. Like a... You could base a whole episode around a local soccer team. You could have anyway. 
They did it with, with, with Bart Starr with the local football team, which was hilarious. You could have done like a younger, longest yard parody, maybe where like the kids' soccer team comes up and plays against some prisoners or something. Yeah, maybe that'd be a little bit too much. I know of a hey, South Arnold, Park idea. hey Arnold did an idea in the mid nineties where mm. they took on like the fourth grade, <laughs> as opposed to the modern day. Yeah, hey exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it would be before South Park is what I'm saying, but it wasn't the prisoners, but it was like the older kids of the school, and they mm. took them on in a football game. So it's a very similar kind of story. Now we get Nelson's dad. I believe this is for the first or second time. Has he appeared before Nelson's dad? I can't quite remember. Um, yes, it's the first time that we've seen Nelson's dad. Did you guess who he was voicing him? Oh no, Phil Hartman. Oh, well, there you go. I didn't realise until I saw it later Phil on. Phil must have just been spending a lot of time in the offices but of late. Do you think they brought him in for Tom? I brought him in for the dad, and they went, wait a minute, Tom can't come in. Let's get Phil to do it. Yeah, I know. I feel like they would have given him the role of Tom early, because it's not like they would have gone, oh, shit, Tom Cruise has cancelled us, but we've already done the animatic. Like, Hartman did so many more voices than I realised. Mm. What I like in that little bit with his dad, I mean, he, you know, Nelson's dad chooses him to go on... Told ya. Yes, <laughs> to go on the camp. <laughs> Even though that's kind of... It, it serves two purposes. One, it's a joke about um, parents running sporting teams and that sort of thing. It's always and, and rigged. Favoring always their kids. rigged, yeah. But it also still sets up the fact that even Nelson's dad is better than Homer in this episode at being a father because he's yeah. still looking after his kid. Do you think that's why they had this? No. I'd, like, I don't think that it was... But now that we know now... It's not the purpose of it. Because at this point in time, yeah. I think we knew Nelson's dad was a deadbeat dad. No, no, no. We don't at that point in time. So... It, it's just, it's it's one of those sort of unconscious or subconscious. You said unco- unconscious then. Un- unconscious? Whoops. <laughs> it's sub- I was like, what? It's like a subconscious preempting of what the episode's going to be. Yeah, true. Yep. I did like, <laughs> when the kids are going to sneak in the R-rated movie, Bart says I have to stay behind. The, I'm on my way. <laughs> I completely forgot about this Phrase. joke. Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> Fucking so funny. It is great. Um. You know the joke about the movie that they're sneaking into? No, what is, the, what is the joke? So, there? Barton Fink is a Coen Brothers movie. It's a kind of existential crisis movie about a writer suffering writer's block in, I think, 1930s, 1940s LA. They punched it out in three weeks while they themselves were suffering from writer's block during the writing of Miller's Crossing. It is in absolutely no way the sort of R-rated movie that a 10-year-old's going to want to sneak into. I don't think there's any nudity. There. So, yeah. Like, that that was like, we're going to see Barton Fink. And the, the fact that they're chanting it on the way. Yeah. Like, Barton Fink. Barton Fink. For some reason, all I could think was Bart the Fink, the episode. Oh, okay. Like, it, it, Barton Fink did nothing at the box office. It had, like, a $9 million budget and only returned $6 million. So, it, I love that that's a movie... That's a joke that it purely exists for movie fans and movie nerds. For buffs. Yeah. John Turturro and John Goodman, by the way, and um, Steve Buscemi. Like, you, you cannot go wrong with that movie. It's just... Sounds like it's uh, just The weird. Big Lebowski. <laughs> yeah, but not, not as broad a comedy as The Big Lebowski. I'm just saying the, the cast. Yeah, there's a lot of hangover. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, it starts raining... And he thinks he sees Homer, but in the car. Lady just, Homer. Oh, how funny is it? Just singing a random song. <laughs> I am woman, hear me roar. <laughs> and you can tell it's Dan singing as well. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he's so good. <laughs> then there's a thunderstorm. I thought this was a bit silly. It strikes the tree and sends Bart flying. Sends Bart flying through just the air. More or less game. silly than the nun exploding. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> what the hell's going on there? L explained that as kind of being a moment where they'd been working really long hours and they were starting to get cranky. <laughs> so like they kill a nun. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> oh, there's another great joke um, about some, you know, brilliant 90s TV when it cuts to home watching TV and they were sort of saying that like this is footage that they've used in the secret room and they can just drop any audio joke they want and it's tonight on wings 
Yeah, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> do, do Wings, was it that bad? I n- never watched it. I don't know. I know it was said at the I airport. It wasn't necessarily wasn't it? bad. I think it was just so. Pilot's Bar so or Airport or something? Just, it was just so nothing. Yeah, it was just there. Yeah. Yeah. Just forgettable. I did like that Bart was really disappointed. He's like, Homer, where are you? Yeah. You know, he wasn't angry. He was just really disappointed at that point. Like he's he's Des- concerned. What? Yeah, kind of desperate. Yeah, he's like, yeah. And what, what's gone wrong? Why can't you just walk home? <laughs> Presumably, it's a long way away. I guess so, mate. Possibly. Plus, if he walks home and then Homer goes to pick him up and then Bart's not there. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. No, he, mobile, no mobile phones in those days. Yeah, exactly. Homer's watching TV and he knows he's forgotten something. Yeah. And all of these messages start coming out. Well, hang on before that, the trap puke sip. Was it before Please. that moment, was it? Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, which I... So, that's sort of like off the back of Bart being disappointed. He starts massaging his forward, trying to send a message... And it ends up going through to Millhouse. Yeah. Brilliant Shining reference. Oh, how good was it? Homer Simpson, pick up Bart. Pick up Bart! Trapuke Zip! What have we told you about writing on the walls? Go to your room! I like that they had the writing just visible whilst his dad was yelling at him and then had the big reveal of what the rest yeah. of it said. Yeah. Which is almost exactly what happens in, in The, the Shining, Shining. Yep, yep. with uh, Red Rum. So it cuts to Homer watching TV. Yeah, and Homer he, watching he TV, something. watching the Green Bay faithful bid farewell to Brian Bartlett star. And the dog's um, barking bark. Apparently the the writer of this episode, um, massive Green Bay Packers fan. Okay. And crowbarred that in because of the fact that he, he actually retired in 1971. Oh, <laughs> um, but I looked. I looked up a little bit about Brian Bartlett Star. He had a hell of a career. Um, Green Bay retired his jersey after his retirement. You know, he, you're good when they fucking retire. You know, yeah, well. two-time Super Bowl um, winner, two-time Super Bowl MVP. Ooh, wow! It was like that's two Norm Smith. Yeah, pretty much. So he's the guy that's just gone on the big stage. I'm the man to get it done. Uh, the dog is barking. Bart, Maggie burps. Bart, I can't think of all these noises or whatever. Homer leaves. Goes to take a bath. Yeah, pick a bar. The hell's pick a bar? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell does that mean? And then he dreams of forgetting Bart and Bart's the skeleton. Yep. Now, I know for a fact, this is why I know I, had, I never saw it as a kid, because mm. when I got that book, The Complete Guide to Our Favourite Family, I remember I was skipping through, and the image for this episode was Bart holding up the skeleton, uh, Homer holding Homer up the skeleton, skeleton. Bart. Yep. And I was like, what the fuck is that? I've never seen that in my life. And I had to yeah, go back right. and watch it. So I knew up until the age of maybe 12 or 13, I'd never seen this episode before. I love what he yells out there. Did you pay much attention to that? No. He gives it the big, why? How? When? Does he say when? Which? (laughs) Just starts starts yelling questions. I didn't hear that. That's hilarious. (laughs) And then, again, the the vocalization, like the acting on when it snaps back to him in reality in the bath is just, Bart! Bart! Holy shit! Takes off. (laughs) Dad, hide your shame! Hey, homie, I can see your doodle. Shut up, Flanders. So he goes to pick up Bart, and Bart's just incredibly, just angry, just furious. So angry, he deflates him. the soccer ball in his bare hands. Yeah, he is not happy at all. the ball. Homer buys him. Fact, maybe because of the fact that Homer stopped on the way to get a Sunday, meaning Bart had to wait even longer. Yeah, unless he got it through well, the drive through Maybe it only or, took or a minute. Or possibly the fact that it landed on his head. If my dad was coming late, I'd prefer Sunday over no Sunday. Oh, 100%. And an extra couple minutes. Homer's reaction to Dan's delivery of the... Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> 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 squashes on his head. Let's just say we were both wrong. <laughs> we can move on with our lives. And then this was the scene that creeped the shit out of me when I first watched it. Yeah. Where his skin melts. Yeah, right. He's like, give me a hug. What's going on there? Why would Bart envision that? Is it to say well, that Bart wants angry. him to die? But, but why would he envision him melting? I don't get it. What were they going for there? Fiery rage. Just something messed up. 
Just yeah. the imaginations of a boy. Yeah. Just, I just don't know what they're really going for there. It just seemed odd. Well, they were going for that. They were, <laughs> they were going for anger. Yeah, but, but you've never been so angry that you've looked at someone and imagined their face melting? No, maybe. You haven't <laughs> lived. <laughs> Bart is then watching Tuesday Night Live in bed. Mm. Bart just randomly has a television in the bedroom now. Never seen it before. Yeah, never that's seen a good since. point. <laughs> He's watching Krusty just absolutely bomb on Saturday Night Live. This... This happens quite a lot. Well, not quite a lot. It's happened a few times where celebrities go in there, they make jokes, and they're just not They good. go nowhere. And well, Krusty wasn't even making jokes at the beginning. He was just trying to get a round of applause for his himself. movie. Have you ever seen those moments in person or witnessed that? The most I've awkward comedian I've ever seen is at that um, the Comedy Lounge when it's up and starting comics. I, just, oh, I can't go back there anymore. Yeah, and no, I've had that. I've seen that before. I just can't go back there. I, yeah. Oh, my God. It just There's kills me. nothing... To any starting comics out there, there is nothing worse than... <laughs> Oh, well, that didn't go as well as I was hoping. Yeah, Never say that. say that out loud, unless you're Greg Fleet and but, you're doing the joke that I told you about yeah. the other week, which is, um, so you know that feeling when like you're driving down your car and you've got a, prost- a dead prostitute in the boot? Ooh, tough crowd. Yeah. <laughs> like, but yeah. D- yeah. The worst I saw, this is why I've never gone back, the guy know what he did? <coughs> Sorry, I'm just joking. Oh, man. He said that on oh, stage. What a... Oh. Oh. Look, there's every chance... I'm, I'm cringing just thinking about there's it. There's every chance he went away and got better. I don't think so. <laughs> oh, man. It's just, it never left me. <laughs> if it never left me, it's never left that guy. It ruined me. <laughs> I thought here that the, the way they drew the musicians playing the song that goes into the commercial was spot on. Yeah. Just like your house band. Just yeah. loving it, you know, right yeah. into it. The, the groovy blue stuff. I, I Actually, I did like the monologue that was kind of a little rip on Saturday Night Live of that... Uh, well, most of it. The last half hour is a real garbage dump. Yeah. <laughs> I miss Joe Piscopo. Do, we, do you know who Joe Piscopo is? Just a random I don't know. A l- yeah, just comedian. I don't know a lot of Joe Piscopo's work. Maybe it's sort of like the... I don't know if he was really good or not. I don't know much about him, but maybe it's sort of like the same joke as the Steve Gutenberg. No, who makes Steve Gutenberg a star? <laughs> Possibly. He's not that good, but we make him a star anyway. Yeah. Um, well, let's. Hey, now I need to look him up because if he is good, I can't have him lumped in the same basket as Steve, Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> Maybe I'm just some, that's the sort of gag they would say for someone who's not that great. Yeah, possibly. Do you know him by face? He's, he's best known for his work on Saturday Night Live, yeah, where yeah. he played a variety of uh, recurring characters. He's probably characters. really, really funny. Probably just hanging shit on a guy who's actually talented, more talented well, than us. Probably. By far. Like you have definitely. to un- you have to understand we didn't get a lot of Saturday Night Live in Australia. If he was on SNL, yeah, yeah, it wasn't it's still not even a huge thing here, really. Mm. Uh, okay, so in the summer of 1980, new cast came on. The All new cast bombed with critics and fans, with the exceptions of Piscopo and Eddie Murphy. Thus, they were the only two cast members to be kept. Um, so he must have been good. Yeah. But he must have been just one of those people that never oh, really... Oh, yeah, no, shit. He was good. He did this uh, a bang-on impression of Frank, Frank Sinatra. I have seen some of Piscopo's work. He was okay. he was fantastic. Okay, but was he one of those guys who never really got to able to transition out of that show? I don't think so. So... <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, post since January, t- post Saturday Night Live career. Keep in mind that he joined the show in 1980, and he, you know, he left whenever he left. The only reference in his post career since January 2014. So there's a big gap. He has hosted Piscopo in the morning from six till nine a.m. Monday through Friday uh, on WNYM in New York City. At least he's got a radio show in New York. That's a pretty good effort. Yeah. Well yeah. done, sir. <laughs> so. That's Joe Piscopo for you out there. Uh, he sees I'm the- glad I looked that up. Yeah, his, his, his Frank Sinatra is fantastic. I've seen um, him do Frank and Eddie do um, Stevie Wonder together. Oh, he's great it's at Stevie Wonder. So good. Is it the head movement. Yeah. Yeah. 
Have you, um, not to sidetrack it too much, but there's a sketch. I don't know if it's on YouTube. I might be able to find it of Eddie Murphy doing Stevie Wonder to Stevie Wonder. Like he's Eddie Murphy's <laughs> leaving the show, so he's auditioning for new Stevie Wonder um, guys, and then Stevie comes on, and Eddie's there. Comes, Sucks, man. The secret of doing Stevie Wonder is <laughs> anyway. I'm pretty sure I've seen it. Yeah. So then Bart sees the ad for Bigger Brothers, and he gets the idea. I'm going to call them. Yeah. <laughs> he's not coming back. He might. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> uh. But then Cosmo says, I don't have a father. Not a very good thing for Bart to do here. Not in regards to like, yeah. what he says about his dad, but he's lying about not having a dad. There's kids out there who don't have dads. Well, yeah. It's, uh, you understand the rage, but there is, well, as we see with Peppy, there are actual needy children out there. But come the end of the episode, Bart sees the error of that. Oh, yeah, exactly. So, I was going to say, he, it, yeah. all comes full circle it's by the end of it. It's a selfish moment, yeah. but it's forgiven. Kind of like the last episode, I mean, or the Homer's Bypass a couple of weeks ago, yeah. where... Uh, he says the stuff about Lisa. He says, you don't worry, you've got a big mm. brother who look after you. Krusty then, have you watched Krusty's big ear sketch, which just completely fails as well? Uh, this goes on for 12 more minutes. I hate it. I've watched Saturday Night Live sometimes, and you're watching the sketches, and it's like, this isn't working. Why is it still going? Yeah. And it's obviously because I've got nothing else to film well, the time. Yeah, I mean, you've only got a week to produce an hour's worth of live TV. Sometimes sketches are just not going to be brilliant. Yeah. Come back from commercial, and Bart is at the agency. The accent. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> just the, the Dressed as a little scamp. I love the way he even holds his hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just everything about this is just... It's like he's all, he's practiced this in front of the mirror. Yeah. He's got it spot on. Basically, he gives a sob story. She's like, I know someone that's perfect for you. Yeah. I've been saving someone for you. And Come Tom, to the school. Tom arrives. Yeah. Absolute badass. On the bike. And I love... Bart Simpson. I'm Tom. And then just off he goes. I love... Already like, got the helmet with Bart on it. Yeah. Um, I love Martin with it. Bart's dad has really cleaned himself up. <laughs> Cut to Marge and Homer. Marge is doing the finances, wearing her little hat. Just yes. so you know, she's doing the finances. Yes. Um, little bank I, I love that as well. So, that's uh, that that hat is an accounting hat. It's called Green Eye Shade. They were designed to reduce eye strain from incandescent lights. Really? Mm. I looked that up. because I saw, <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming you didn't just know that. Because <laughs> I saw that. And then I was thinking of the mask um, where he... He has that little segment where yeah. he's, segment. He has that little moment where he's wearing that hat, and I was like, "What is with those hats? Why? Why does that hat and accounting go together?" And now we all know. Uh, I've, we've learned several things this episode, haven't yeah. we? Well done, Mitch. You should be doing the facts more often. <laughs> <laughs> You're good at them. I'm, I'm terrible. Well, at them. <laughs> Tells uh, Homer to make good. Basically, Marge is like, "You know, you've really upset Bart. He says you're a bad father. Homer doesn't mm. seem to really care that he's much. He's really oblivious as to how severe the problem is." Like he, he knows he's bothering. he knows oh yeah but he knows he screwed up but he's also sort of like yeah he'll forgive me yeah he'll get over it much like I was like nah America won't vote for Trump it'll be fine don't worry about the opinion <laughs> polls you're still angry about that I am a bitter <laughs> it's a week later man <laughs> so what I did like here though is something that we referenced a couple of weeks ago where Marge is saying what all this what's this bill for and I'm like it's the damn record clubs the first one was ninety nine cents and then they, they jack, jack up, up the, the price, price. <laughs> it's just like the match videos yeah. <laughs> The first one was nine ninety nine. Free postage and handling. <laughs> Suddenly it's thirty three bucks plus twenty. <laughs> then we realise it's uh, Lisa who's called the Corey Hotline. Really good yep. reveal here where she slams the door and it's got the Corey got poster. The Corey poster there. This was obviously at a time that there were some big Corys in America. Corey Hayman, Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman, yeah. Yep. And hotlines were big. Gaming hotlines were discussed on the show yeah. before. A big thing was wrestling hotlines. I was thinking of doing a hotline as a premium. We'll have the Mitch hotline. What would you say? Well, just what Corey says mostly, but I like the bit where he's about, let's see what's in the news today. <laughs> like, I'll just, we'll do a podcast of me just talking nonsense and reading. All right. So, when I'm away in America, which is right now, <laughs> you're going to fill the time, the premiums will be you reading the newspaper. Why don't you do it? Possibly. 
I'll leave you my recorder. Yeah, we can do that. I actually want to listen to this. Okay. I want to see what you can do. See what I can come up with. What can you make happen reading? What what paper will you read though? I'd go with the Herald Sun, I think, just because it's trash. Trash. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be easier to work with. By the way, our new sponsor is the Herald Sun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want their stinking money. Not if they pulled a dump truck full of money to your house. Oh, I'll take it, yeah. but, but I won't be thrilled about it. <laughs> so Lisa's just saying, well, Marge's like, you didn't get permission. Yes, I did. Dad, can I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marge, and then, so I know how you feel. I too once had a crush on someone, Bobby on Sherman. Bobby Sherman. Who was a singer from like the 60s, 70s or whatever, just yeah. like a teen heartthrob. Just, yeah. You know, your stereotypical, like yeah, Simon Cow, commercialised mm. singer, basically. Mm. And I, li- I love Lisa's just, Bobby Sherman. Just patronising her. Yeah. <laughs> Marge is trying to help her. It's like, yeah. you shouldn't be making jokes. You just cost your family $378 or whatever it was. Yeah. Shut your mouth. Which, I mean, that's a big phone bill now. It's a massive phone bill. I would 90s. be in trouble. Yeah. There would be some strife. I once made like a couple interstate phone calls from a mate's house, um, which grand total of which would have been about 11 bucks over three weeks where I was um, just going around to his place. I knew someone that lived in Sydney and I called him a couple of times. His father did not talk to me Never never questioned me on it, but he did not talk to me for a good three months. Over 11 bucks. Really? Mm. And that was Mitch's my two cents for this week. <laughs> <laughs> Inadvertently. The thing is, though, it's funny how things have changed. The idea of a $378 phone bill is just unheard of now. If you, if you said to me, my phone bill this week, my mobile phone bill was $378, I would immediately think, well, you've gone over your data. Yeah. It's nothing to do with actual phone calls. Cause yeah. phone, look, Nicola can Skype her mum or whatever for free. She can call England and see her mum. In two minutes or in 30 seconds for mm. free these days. Where 20 oh. years ago... You just reminded me of a fantastic hypothetical that I'll save for the mailbag. Post-show edit? Actually, this could be a post-show. Yeah, it we'll is going to be happens. the post-show. Yeah, it's, it's going to be pretty messed up. <laughs> okay, then. Strap yourselves in, listeners. <laughs> is it going to be as epic as the spider story? Uh, the battle? Not so much epic, but it's this is a question that's impossible to answer and I'm interested to see how much you'll squirm at the thought of it. All right, then. So, getting back to the episode... And they're at the baseball game, and Tom is teaching mm. Bud a few things. What's he teaching him? Uh, oh, he's not. Some, he's just taking him to the baseball. Just being a, so, a, like, being a big brother. Just yeah, being a big brother. Um, as they're going into the baseball, uh, getting handed out free tomatoes. Um, and the guy Here comes out. Here it comes. <laughs> Here come the pretzels. A guy comes out at the beginning. I think he's like the leader of the Springfield Communist Party. Something, something. communist. Yeah. He's just going to give a speech, and everyone starts hurling tomatoes at him. Gets his little. Uh, well, this is better than Dark Day. Um, yeah. Like, <laughs> it was just funny because baseball is big on their theme days. Yeah. 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 Um. And he's asking asking Bart what his dad was like, and you know he says like you know his game was blackjack, and you have the little cut to like this gambling den, like twenty hit me, twenty one hit me, twenty two you bust dope. Better whole life savings on one hand or something. Yeah, yeah, better whole life savings. You know what I loved about this is that Homer was drawn almost exactly the same as Haddock from Tintin. I couldn't tell you that. Okay. I don't know how to get. Oh, Google, G- Google, it. Yeah, yeah, Google, Google it now, so you can get some reference. H a double d o c k o c k haddock. Yep. Did he have the hat and everything, or did he? He didn't have the hat, but he had the beard. Yeah, you right. Almost, you're right. An, almost oh, an identical oh, oh, beard. Oh, as, as the gambler. Yeah, I yeah, as the yep, gambler. Yep, 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 yep. Mm. Whether or not they were going for haddock, it just it struck me as really looking a lot like him. Why would they want him to look like haddock though? Well, haddock is a kind of drunk. And okay. I presume he gambles. So I don't know much about Tintin. So, so you yeah. know, like it's sort of from an eight-year-old's, pers- sorry, a ten-year-old's perspective as how he's going to describe a drunken gambler. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, he would go to what he knows, and presumably we can infer from this that Bart likes Tintin. 
What'd you learn from this episode? The Mitch? facts keep coming <laughs> here at Four Finger Discount. And is Homer? No, Homer hasn't got Peppy at this point yet, has he? No, no, not yet. He, so, well, Homer hasn't discovered about Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Lisa then's at the doctor's. Yeah, she's looking side on. Yeah, because she's getting the ear. Yeah, ear, but bit, I don't remember what that was about. I missed oh, that. Maybe because she's always on the phone. I don't think that's what it was. I don't know. Just maybe random. it was. Yeah, anyway, yeah. anyway. Eardrops or something. But what does what does Hibbert have? Uh, a, a mash colouring. I book. want that book right Hawkeye's now. Hawkeye's antics annoy the nurses. <laughs> you know what one of my favourite possessions is? I went to the this uh, Salvation Army once. Yeah. When I was about I don't know nineteen, and for fifty cents I got an original replica mash. It's got surgeon like outfit. Four oh seventy seven surgeon's for, gown. Yes, for fifty cents. <laughs> That's fantastic. Legit. It's got a mash official tag and everything. Official. Yes. Who would even? Where would you buy one of that? Those I from know. originally? It's, a, it's an original thing. It's got mash on the tag and everything. That's so great. Yes, I've still like Nicholas. I just throw it out. I'm like, you don't fucking understand. Just throw it out. It's an original Please. mash fucking piece of clothing. I don't know. Didn't even know this existed. Fifty cents and still got the tag on it. Fifty cents. That's really really cool. I kept the tag on it because no one would believe me that I only paid fifty cents for this glorious item. <laughs> I I have an original mash still. <laughs> just back that like, you took off the television when no, you were a kid. No, the, the distillery that Hawkeye and that have. Oh, no, distillery. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I think like a still shot. No, it's just <laughs> <that's> like, awesome. <laughs> well, that's really cool. Mm. So, like, there's a toy or something. And, and like a um, one of Hawkeye's used condoms. Is that worth less or more? Or? Uh, you haven't tried to wear it since? It's unworn? Well, since? I was going to say less over time due to <laughs> just due to the wear and tear factor. <laughs> Let's get back on track. <laughs> so, Lisa sees the phone and she's just completely addicted to Corey. She can't help yep. herself. So, she yep. calls Corey Hotline. It's just nothing. But anyway, what I was Here are say some was words that rhyme with Corey. Story. Allegory. Yeah. Mm. There was a wrestling hotline when I was younger and I called it once and it cost my mum about $8 and she was furious over that. So yeah. I can see why the guy was angry about $11. <laughs> this is the other thing that parents do. They actually like read the items. Back I- then they itemized phone calls. I can remember my mum getting into my dad reading his mobile phone bill. I wouldn't have a fucking clue what's on my phone bill. No, neither. I, you know. I don't even know I'd get a bill anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I pay this amount, whatever it is, I just pay it. That's four figure discount money for you. <laughs> oh, that's what your premium money's going, people. Ten Dando's, data. Dando's rolling in text messages. <laughs> and then we get the Ren and Stimpy scene, which was really, really unique. Not very yeah. often this happens. Yeah, to get like not even a Simpsons version of the show. It's just the show. Just the show. Yeah. And there's not much more to say about that. Like I've, I've really never I've never watched any Ren and Stimpy. What is cool about it is the fact that uh If anything, they had to tone it down a bit for this. Because they try to make Tom sort of like a a guy from the real world. Mm. He's sort of like the uh, the Frank Grimes. Like he's given a real world perspective of the, of Springfield. Yeah, to an extent. So he's bringing in Ren and Stimpy. So he's bringing a more adult cartoon. Yeah. To Bart, as opposed to just itchy and scratchy. Yeah. And then it shows later on Homer showing Peppy just the itchy and scratchy cartoon, yeah. as opposed to the cool Ren and Stimpy show. Yep. Ren and Stimpy is a show that I've never really watched. Yeah. No. I've, Nothing I've, against it. I'm gonna. I want to get it and just watch it just to see what the fuss was about. Because mm. Billy West is awesome. Yeah. Superstar voiceover uh, or voice actor Billy West. Um. And then <laughs> I love the workout, to, like before that episode, like tomorrow we'll blast your quads. Yes, yeah. Cuts to school and Bart has the ray gun from the Navy. Or a uh, neural disruptor. Yes. Um, so he's Shoots like, it at Martin. Some, yeah, this is where we get the F-14 reference as well. It's like someday I want to be an F-14 pilot. Okay, yeah. Uh, like Tom, he, and he lent me this. As he said, shoots Martin. It's like... He's not dead, is he, Bart? Nah. But I wouldn't give him any homework for a while. Very good, Bart. Thank you. Oh, don't thank me. Thank an unprecedented eight-year military build-up. And then just applause. Yes. Like, you feel like even at that moment, despite the fact that um, Martin is clearly her only good student, 
He just shits her. Yes. Yeah. Like that little preppy, like, oh, I can't be bothered with you. You can lay down on the floor I for love, a while. Well done, but The animation is sad when he's getting shot. <laughs> <laughs> just in the middle of the head. And then poor Mill has to follow that with is a this horse. almost the best line in the episode? Nelson's line is. Yeah. <laughs> Worse! Because <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly what everyone, even the viewer, is thinking. Mm. That's what just sums it up so perfectly. Nelson's not, you're so used to Nelson saying ha-ha that the fact that he's even just said wuss. Yeah. It's just... So great. <laughs> uh, so great that we, I think we have to play the clip. Please. Uh, I have a horsey. What? So then Lisa goes to visit Grandpa. Did you see who he had a picture of at all? B. Really yeah, nice throwback. I really enjoyed that, yeah. Yeah, he virtually just goes to sleep. Grandpa being Grandpa. He's become Grandpa by this point, hasn't he? Yeah. They've worked out what the character is. Therefore, yeah. He's not a useless character, but he's just there to sort of not even fill time, I guess. He's just there to... Move a story along a little bit. Yeah, move a story along, get a laugh. Yeah, get a, get a quick laugh. laugh yeah. From falling asleep, mostly. And a little reveal of the telephone behind him as he falls yeah, as backwards. As the recliner falls backwards, yep. Lisa calls the Corey hotline once again. Yep. I love the, Hi, this is Corey. I hope you and I can get married someday. Yeah. Maybe that's the kind of stuff that Yali didn't like because she's only eight. Oh, well, again, the, this was a toned, they, they toned, this down, was a toned down version. I wonder what so. the original said. It's probably less about what he said, more about the way she would be Maybe he quoted like sexual it? healing or something. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Fisco, Fisco. Sweat a lot, a lot, a long. <laughs> oh, Lord. All that she wants is another baby. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think it would have been more about, like, all Lisa kind of just responds with, like, this love and crush, but I feel like maybe that that's the tone that they would have got wrong originally. I wish they had Corey Feldman as, as the guy doing it. Oh, how phone. good would that have been? Oh, my God. And they didn't tell anybody. Yeah. It's just Corey doing it. Yeah. <laughs> What's good about that is even if Corey said, I'm on The Simpsons, no one would have believed him. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so Bart is then running out of house and Homer's like, where are you going? The father's son picnic. And this is where Homer starts to con on, what's he yeah. talking about? Like, what's going on there? That's not right. Lisa's in at the school. What is she there for again? She's helping Skinner go Skinner, sort out something. Yeah, Skinner's sort of enlisted her to help with slashing the budget. I think she, uh, she's she gone through some... Go uh, through stuff to find out what you Something like that. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. I love him sitting down. He's having a great time. Yeah, yeah, like um, all the things that he leaves on, everybody cuts up. He gets rid of science, science, but that's leaves right. on like lunches and all this yeah. other stuff that just doesn't need then to be there. Arts, oh, it doesn't need to be there, I guess. Like, uh, uh, was it arts and music or something like that? Just red lines yeah. right through it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's gone. And then he hears the phone going off, yeah. and he realizes, and just from the dial tone, good lord, that's a nine hundred number. <laughs> catches Lisa in the act. Really good animation here. Of you don't actually see Skinner; it's just his shadow yeah. over- overpowering her. And then it cuts to Bart and Tom paragliding, and Bart, by this point, is starting to feel a bit guilty. He's like, oh, I've really made a mistake here. Yeah. Like, I don't deserve this at all. Yeah. I'm getting treated like a king here, basically. Yeah. And then, great line from Tom. Probably one of his best lines of the entire yeah. episode. That- Bart, I could kiss you if the bigger brothers hadn't made me sign a form promising I wouldn't. And then, the confrontation. How did I leave this out of my favorite moments? How good's the writing? Sorry, the How about li- you? How about you? How good's the lighting? Oh, everything uh, about this stairs, scene is amazing. He's got his brandy in hand. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't say anything when he first walks in. Where have you been? You've been out gallivanting around with that floozy of a bigger brother of yours, haven't floozy. you? Floozy. Haven't you? Look at me. <laughs> Love it. I can just imagine Dan read this and went, oh my God, I can't wait to do this. Yeah, I would hope. <laughs> I want to see the, anima- the, vis- the vision of him actually acting this scene. Yeah. Haven't you? Haven't you? <laughs> But then he just, it just it go, and it goes longer than I remembered it going as well. Yeah, even now though, to be honest, that like that line is so good that I can't remember what happens in the next little bit of it. I think there's a bit of well, Homer kind of signals his. It just kind of happened. Yeah, I think Bart says it just kind of happened or yeah. whatever. Yeah, I do like that they play them off as if Bart's having an affair. 
Yeah. And, and the relationship breakdown. And then, like, you, you know, later on, we'll, there's another couple scenes where we'll talk about that. I know what he does at the end of that scene. He threatens Bart that he's going to do something about it. Yeah. You won't know what or when or whatever. And then it cuts to him going to the little brothers to get a little brother. Yep. <laughs> Why are you here, Mr. Simpson? One don't, of the best mind moments. Don't say revenge. Don't say revenge. Revenge? <laughs> That's it. I'm out of here. <laughs> Just says it straight away. Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> and then she ticks off Revenge Which was a really, really funny gag Yeah Come back from commercial And Homer's going through the kids All ugly Yeah like, <laughs> Just hanging shit on them How's Craters the, yeah, <laughs> the deliverance lo- Suey Yeah Suey <laughs> I know I, as, When I was younger I never knew what he was actually referencing there um, Okay But yes The deliverance Same with me, But I never saw the show when I was younger Yeah <laughs> So he sees Peppy Or overhears him uh, Maybe this was a mistake Do you have a bigger brother for me yet? Okay I'll be back in an hour. Peppy's so tragic. Like, yeah. have you found a bigger brother for me yet? No, sorry. Okay, I'll be back in an hour. Like, oh, how desperate is he? Oh, you just want to cuddle that kid. Yeah, pick him up and give him to someone better than me to look after him. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, I love Hammer's line. Do you have him in blonde? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cut the Skinner and Marge with some sort of like an intervention with Lisa. Yeah. Saying you need to sort yourself out, girl. Like, you can't just keep calling these hotlines. Mm. The psycho parody. Yeah. Uh, it's so it's so perfectly Skinner. It's, it's like the army scene, Screaming isn't it? at them to actually do this. But the, uh, listen to your mother, Lisa. I owe everything I have to my mother's watchful eye and swift hand. There and, she is now. Yeah. There she is now watching me. What's that, mother? <laughs> it's um, it perfectly drawn. Is that, so is that how it's house. from the original Psycho movies? Or what yeah. If, if you search Psycho House, that's, oh, that's not what happens, no. But it's what the house looks like. It's ex- it's very much what the house looks like, and so the house overlooks down over the Overlook Hotel. Yeah. So in that scene, Lisa sort of Lisa and Marge come up with a deal that she needs to try and make it through to midnight. If she can do that, if she can get through a day, then that's sort of the first step towards having it beat. It's the first step, but I don't think it's cured her. It's not how it works. No. no. <laughs> you can, you last time we don't had a drink. Yep, you're not an alcoholic anymore. Yeah. Yeah. God, wouldn't that be easy? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> not that I'm an alcoholic or anything. Mitch did drink the last six beers in my house. Yeah, I, I didn't realise we were keeping a tally of that. <laughs> well, I had a six pack, now I don't have one. But it was, <laughs> That's how I know. But it was rather shocking to be told as you handed it to me. I went, this is the last one. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Buy more. <laughs> so, so, Jamie then goes to the rough neighbourhood to pick up Peppy. What is the charge? Drinking a beer? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> a succulent Aussie beer? So, uh, just like Oscar the Grouch. Just make a line of the fact there's a bum asleep in the bin. Yeah. And everything about... Peppy is so cute. Like, Papa Homer. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, oh, He's so kid. innocent. Like, that. oh, your son Bart sounds very bad. He is yeah. very bad. We get a little uh, James Cagney reference there. What is it? Uh, it was when it, the flashback to, like, Homer um, being, sorry, Bart slamming the grapefruit, grapefruit yeah, yeah. into Homer's face. Um, I don't know what movie it's from, but the, it's a Cagney reference. Okay. I was just Googling up Peppy then to see who voiced him. It's Tress McNeil. Oh, who, who's Tress? Never heard of him. <laughs> Who's that guy? <laughs> so, it's cuts to Homer. So Showing him the garage door. Which is blue. Why is it oh, blue? Oh, yeah. It's a different color. I didn't even notice that. It's really random. Because yeah. what, what, what was the purpose of painting it blue? It just seemed like more effort. Anyway. So, it doesn't open, as he expected. Why then, does it only go that far up? <laughs> because it, it's a stupid piece of junk. It, it does, it's, he's not even like angry. He's just like, oh, that's, that's cool. But why does it only go that high? Yeah. <laughs> It's just because these kids just had absolutely nothing. Mm. Um, then he Homer says, "I'm gonna take you home." He goes, "Oh, I'm never, I've never seen the stars." Yeah, telling me all the different stars is hilarious. Yeah. Tell me more. I want 
to know all the constellations. Well, there's Jerry the cowboy, and that big dipper-looking thing, Alan the cowboy. Oh, Papa Homer, you are so learned. <laughs> learned, son. It's pronounced learned. I love you, Papa Homer. I love you too, Pepsi. Peppy. Peppy. So many great lines in such a short space of yeah, time from yeah, Homer. Yeah, just back and forth. Lisa's really struggling to not call the Corey hotline. Love the production of yeah, this scene. Just descent into madness. The animation of it, the sound effects of it, of like the, the, the knitting. The knitting, the phone, the clock ticking, all of it building up. It was like watching some like Kubrick or Hitchcock or something like that. Like I was going to say Clockwork Orange. The sweat beads building on Lisa's forehead. This is so well done. And Maggie and Marge just gobsmacked. And Marge goes in and sees that Lisa's not in her bedroom anymore, and she finds her by the phone. She's, well, there's oh. a moment where like Lisa's sort of desperately trying to hang on. It's like eleven twenty-four. Yeah, and I, can, she, I can do this. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously Marge goes to see her. She's gone. She thinks she's failed. Mm. And then what has she called? The talking phone. Is that a talking phone? Talking to- the, the, the talking clock. Sorry, the talking, oh, the talking clock. Clock. I was, yeah, because yeah. I never really. When, look- it's just when you hear the tone, the time will be midnight. So that was a service that would exist, so you could get your watch in sync. That legit existed. Yeah. It may still exist for all I know. Really? Yeah. You can't just go on Google? Well, you probably can. Well, phones these days just know what the time is. Do you is. want to trust Google? <laughs> <laughs> Homer and Pepsi and Peppy are then watching Kitty Kitty Bang Bang, the mm-hmm. scratchy cartoon. Yeah, 10 pin bowling. Um, scratchy gets his tongue stuck in the ball return. Yeah. Um, Itchy's replaced the ball with the bomb, blows him up, serves up his intestines. To dogs. Yeah. Classic comedy. Yes. Uh, Homer has given Peppy Bart skateboard. Which Bart took quite well. Didn't really get too angry about yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. So I've given it to Peppy. Who the hell is Peppy? Yeah. Yeah. You are the only one who can profit off a, well, can take advantage of a non profit organization. organization. <laughs> Which is a good really line. good line. Yeah. And then the this, eye was faking it a bit. This is something that every husband dreads to hear. Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> that was the one thing, like, because of what the connotation of what it was making fun of almost made it feel creepy. Yes. Um, but yeah, I was like, ooh, higher, daddy, higher. Obviously, you know, harder. Higher. Yeah. You don't have to make too much of a logical leap. Yeah. But still very funny. I think any male would be broken if their wife said this to them. And still very well acted by Dan. It's like, stop that. (laughs) Sort of runs out of the room crying. It would end me. (laughs) But what I liked is you get that moment of animation on Bart's face, though, where even he, after Homer leaves, he's like, oh. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, yeah, well, A, I shouldn't have done that. And he's upset, I think, that Homer's gone somewhere else. Like, yeah. He's not happy about the rift as much as. He's well, too stubborn to admit it. Well, basically, this, this thing's escalated bigger than what he thought it was going to be. He thought he was going to get a bigger brother whatever, but now it's just like, Jesus Christ, I've really blown this out of proportion. Yeah. I've, I've let it go further than what it needed to go, basically. So then they, uh, Tom and Homer, and all, well, all of them go, to uh, Big to Brother's Day at Marine World. Yeah. I, I think like the, the, the toilet names, boys and girls. But, uh, boys, yes. Yeah. Yes. Boys slash buoys, depending on where you are in the world. Okay, yep. yeah. And what were you going to say, sorry? Oh, I, I, I think this is a fact that I genuinely learned from The Simpsons. Which and was or Seinfeld. the mammals? The, the, yeah, that the whale is a mammal. I'm pretty sure that this was the first time I ever heard that information. So you learned that and I learned how to draw a cube. Yeah. <laughs> we all learn things from The Simpsons. Tom's teaching me, obviously, about the mammals. Is that true, Papa Homer? Nah. No. <laughs> Homer then is feeding the dolphin. I didn't like the animation here of when Homer was laughing. His eyes went all bung-eyed. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Just, I, uh, I didn't notice too much. If you watch, I think if, you, if the way we're looking at it, the, so his left eye, so the right from the way we look at it, 
points like directly up when he starts laughing at the dolphin every right. time. It's just ah, yeah, okay. It's like cheap animation to me. But obviously, the, the dolphin outsmarts him, takes his hot dog. I love in the background here. He took my hot dog <laughs> in the yeah, background as he's being arrested. <laughs> Bart sees it, doesn't want to be seen by Homer. Get, he hides behind the fish tank. Is yeah. that all the gag was? I felt yeah. like the gag sort of just went nowhere. Um, Homer's like, "What is that?" And yeah, then, well, the original gag is just that. That he tries, tries to, to hide, hide behind nowhere, a clear thing, and then obviously yeah. they so Homer sees him, so they talk, and then you've got the whole like you've bumped into an ex after a month or two. Yeah, wow, you look well. And then your new boyfriend or girlfriend rocks up. Yeah, who's this? Uh, this is just that guy I was telling you about. Yeah, thankfully it never happened to me because all my wife's exes are in another side of the world. Well, that's lucky. <laughs> so uh, Tom and then oh, and I like here too that Homer. Introduces himself, not realizing that Bart's told all these stories. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah, I'm his dad. And who are you? Oh, the, the drunken gambler. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes. And who about you? Be <laughs> that's what I love. Like the exaggeration from Bart about how awful he is. He's like, yeah, that's me. This was the original Family Guy stole this man versus chicken fight, like just epic battle. Yeah, like Peter Griffin versus the chicken. This was the Simpsons version. They did it ten years earlier. Peter, not, to, not to the extreme. I was going to say Peter Griffin versus the chicken is in a whole new league. But the, the Family Guy took everything the Simpsons did and just amplified it. Yeah, yeah. So this this was just an epic battle. My favorite part, I think, besides the starfish, obviously, where he throws him in and gets eaten by Look, the shark. There's another disadvantaged boy. <laughs> where? <laughs> or the they break into the antique shop, shit smashing. Tom walks out. Homer's just in there smashing. Yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they continue fighting. Uh, is there anything else from that? The cops. Oh, so it cuts to the cops. It's like, hey, there's uh, a reporter from trouble. Oh, um, yeah. Down yeah that's the right. Aquarium. You want to go? They still sell those flo- frozen bananas there? Mm-hmm. Let's roll. Let's roll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and Ken Brockman doing the um, report about it. Yes. Giant lizards. Giant lizards. These are preliminary reports. <laughs> preliminary. <laughs> from drunken frat boys. Oh, what about Springfield Gorge? Where they fight their way back up again. They fight down and they fight their way back up the other side. That's Springfield Gorge. Oh, I, I missed that. I must have been writing something. Would you like me to, ro- to show you? No, it's a funny- I remember it. I just... Now that you've said it, I remember yeah. it. I they just fight. didn't say it. You just hear, uh, <laughs> it's louder and louder because they fight the way back up. It's hilarious. And then, obviously, the punch. This is even more painful than it looks. So memorable. This yeah. Scene. Absolute classic. This would, for me, be my favorite Homer getting injured moment. Yeah, it is for me. Can you think of a funnier one? No. It's just the visual, the sound effect, the, the response afterwards. Every, and everyone's just like, shit just yeah. got real. Except maybe Springfield Gorge. Just for how repetitive it is and how much yeah. they rub salt into the wounds in that. I, I love that even Tom's just like, whoa, whoa, man. Yeah. <laughs> game, game over. Like, you win, yeah. man. <laughs> and basically, Bart just feels bad about this. He's like, oh, Dad, I didn't want you to get hurt. I just wanted to sort of stick it to you a little bit yeah. and then I'll let it get further than what it needed to be. And then Tom and Peppy are lonely. Now I need to find another little brother. And I need to find another big brother. My car's going to feel so empty on the ride home. And me? I have no ride at all. I already bought a giant ham for dinner. It's going to go to waste. Don't talk about food. I'm so hungry. Well, well goodbye. goodbye. Just completely missing the obvious yeah, and, and overselling it to the point that it becomes funny. And, and it was then, important that Bart was the one that brought them together in the end because yeah. Bart was the one that started all of this trouble. Yeah. And just worked out for the best for everybody. And then obviously it worked out best for Homer and Bart too because they both united at home. And they bond over how to fight dirty. Yes. I think they've had this several similar discussions about fighting and whatnot. I think the other one was like kick him in the groin Hit or him something. in the family jewels. Yeah, family jewels. Yeah, yeah. But just the kick him in the ribs, step on his neck and run like hell. <laughs> <laughs> and they're both... What's the joke here? The hemophilia. Hemophiliac. Oh, hemophiliac. That uh, hemophiliacs are people that bleed really easily. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I'm like, I like that the episode ended with Bart and Homer just united, laughing together over something that's yeah 
probably shouldn't be laughing about. Yeah. When I say bleed really easily, like they, they lack a, like their, their blood doesn't clot properly. So if you get a little cut as a hemophiliac, it'll just bleed and bleed and bleed and bleed and bleed. Doesn't sound like fun at all. No, it's not. not when you cut your forehead. It can be really bad. Try particularly cut the forehead, just keep particularly with bruises. Yeah. Because they get a bruise and it'll just keep going for days. Yep. There's my knowledge about hemophilia. So finally, Mitch, you still, this is one of your favorite episodes yeah. of all time? Yeah, comfortably. Okay. Again, I, not saying best, but one, one of, of my, your favorites. One yeah. of my personal favorites. Yep, if I was to sit fun. down and go, oh, I really want to watch the Simpsons episode, this would be one of the we ones I'm reaching Simpsons for. Simpsons for different reasons, and that's yours. Fair enough. I thought it was a. Uh, I couldn't remember too much about it because I haven't seen it too many times, but yeah, it's definitely one of the uh, episodes you need to go out and check out immediately. What did we learn, Palmer? So what did you learn from this episode, Mitch? Uh, well, as I already mentioned, not now, but when I was much younger, I learned that uh, whales are mammals. Yeah, fair enough. I learned that falling on a fire hydrant is much more painful than it looks. Jamil! Jamil is here! Ooh. Now it's time for the mailbag. Mitch, who's been sending in questions this week? If you'd like to send in a question, mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. Our man Jeremy from Hawaii. He is Mr. McMahon's son? Nephew? It's, uh, some relation. Yes. <laughs> I don't know about son. It was um, something. It was, I think, nephew. Had, so, uh, Jeremy's uh, keeping up to date. He's just listened to the Mr. Plough review and wanted to say great work as always. A few things to contribute off the back of us uh, in Mr. Plough. I believe he pointed out the Mr. Plough mistake that I left out. Yeah, he did. He was one of the <laughs> one of the few that wrote in. Uh, in 1992, public access stations were very much a thing. In fact, in Hawaii, we still have them, and they're very much pa- they're part of the sort of most basic cable package you can get. Okay, cool. Uh, so you get some weird local ads and that sort of stuff. Um, the board game that I was referencing. It wasn't called this here, but in America, uh, or in Hawaii at the very least, they had a game called Fireball Island, he thinks, which was a similar thing. So there's a volcano with a face on top of the mountain in the center of the board. Sometimes it could spit fireballs, which were red marbles, out of it. And if it um, hit a bridge while your character was on it, uh, knocked you off and you got sent back. It was an amazing game. I've looked online for copies, but these days they sell for hundreds of dollary dues. Um, but it was an amazing game. I'm glad that someone else out there is, aw- yeah, is aware of what I was talking about. I wasn't insane. Did you ever play the Goosebumps board games? They were fucking cool as no. man. There was the, the Graveyard one, and there was one uh, one day at Horrorland. Okay. And it was just like in, uh, contraptions and whatnot. We had to fall down the slide and all that kind of stuff. It was yeah. really, really cool. Yeah, nice. Try and source them out. Um, global warming was definitely a thing in 1992, he would like to point out. And... Uh, he thought that my speed reading of the names of the Patreon donors reminded him of a couple of different Simpsons gags. The time that Bart gets his name listed on the Krusty the Clown oh, show birthday, yeah. for his birthday and when Brockman gives the following celebrities are gay. Oh, yeah. So, thank you for writing in, yes. Jeremy. And the question that we have for this week's mailbag... Um, there's actually a bit going on in this. So, this comes in from Stephanie Walden. Um, She's from Melbourne. I remember reading her comment. Yeah, so long-time listener... Uh, Thanks for listening, Stephanie. uh, Who enjoys listening to the Cromulent podcast on daily commute to and from Melbourne City. So, not from Melbourne, but working there. I always like hearing or getting messages from people who we could genuinely meet up with and have a beer. Mm. Like, there's people that live around here that listen to our show. Mind-boggling. Yeah. It still boggles my mind. I I say this all the time. People listen to this show. I can see two of them outside the window now. Like, guys, if you waited for the downloads, that would be preferable. (laughs) They want the live stream. You could put some pants on. Uh, I don't. Don't put pants on. So, Steph wanted to share her top 10 episodes. Uh, and I like that she's included a quote for all of them. It's like when you're watching The Wire, how they all start with a quote from that yeah. episode. Uh, Bart gets an elephant at number 10. Hey, they're playing the elephant song. Number nine, Homer, ba- Homer Badman, No Ben No. 
Number eight, Homer Palooza, purely because she loves the Smashing Pumpkins. Number seven, Mother Simpson. Number six, Lisa the Simpson. Number five, Bard of Darkness. Number four, The El Voyage Misterioso de Nirostro Homer. Number three, Lisa the Vegetarian. <laughs> I think I've done an you okay. Crack. I've done an okay job <laughs> of pronouncing that. Uh, Lisa the Vegetarian, A Millhouse Divided, and number one, The Simpsons Files. The fact that Mo keeps an orca whale in the back of his bar and didn't realise how heavy it would be gets her every time. The question to us, there was an episode that used to really scare her as a kid, and it was because, like, it was The Simpsons Files, sorry, that used to really scare her as a kid because they played the X-Files music. And the X-Files music when you were younger was genuinely creepy. Yes. Like, even if you had never watched an episode of The X-Files, you kind of knew what that meant. You would mute it. So, yeah, as soon as you heard that, you are like, oh, shit. There's an alien outside. Creep, Quick, turn off. Creepy stuff's about to happen. Yeah. Stretchy liver-eating guy's going to be coming at me before I know it. And <laughs> David Duchovny's going to be looking at me with those eyes, and I'm only young, and I don't quite know what these feelings are. And, oh, my God, I need to turn off the TV. <laughs> Great show, though. I'm sorry. Did I just have therapy on <laughs> Uh, so, um, Steph's question is, has there ever been an episode or a scene from The Simpsons that frightened you as a kid? As a kid? Mm. Uh, not this one, but I used to always... The first time I saw the Homer's face melting creeped me out. I remember that creeped me out big time. Yeah. I never used to like... I think I mentioned it when we did the review from New Kid on the Block when Bart lifted his eyelids up. Yes. I hate eyes. Yeah. So, yep. like that always freaked me out. Yep. Um, I, I don't know that there was, personally, for me. But what I will talk about... Is the thing and I creeped me out when I was a kid. Okay. The one, that, like there was a cartoon that used to scare the crap out of me or a segment in a cartoon that would scare the crap out of me when I was younger and it was Mickey's Christmas Carol. So, it was a Christmas Carol as told by Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck and Goofy and all those sorts of guys and there's a scene, it's the ghost of Christmas future that gets really dark and Mickey's like... Is this one of the chains? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was going to... S- Fucking honest to God, I didn't know you were going to say that. On a Muppet Christmas Carol, when Waldorf and Statler are those are those ghosts, yep. and they the way they come at the camera and stuff, used to scare the shit out of me. Yeah, yeah. Christmas Carol's dark. It's yes, <laughs> it's not for kids. So you continue with yours. No, well, that, that, that's what it, like that's sort of one cartoon that used to really scare me. And certain moments of the Lion King, like, I still feel a bit uncomfortable watching the Stampede when he dies. Yeah, yeah. He's like, like it didn't scare me the first time I watched it, but I think it emotionally messed me up. So then, every subsequent time I watched it, I would hate seeing that moment. Every kid, when they think of the Lion King, it's just that moment. Like it, it ruined your childhood for yeah. a brief period of time. He tries to lift his paw. Yeah, like he's dead. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. No nineties kid ever forgot that. Never. Yeah. So no, I've never been scared by The Simpsons, but I've been scarred by other cartoons. Yes. Good question. And we've just had one email come in. So read it out live on the air. Yeah, I'm going to read this out. Live on the air, I'm going to do my best. Let's hope it's negative feedback. It's not. If it was, <laughs> I think this is better without context. Okay. Dear Lisa, as I write this, I am very sad. Our president has been overthrown and replaced by the benevolent President Trump. All hail Trump and his glorious new regime. Sincerely, little girl. That's pretty good. <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> That's like always really Still good. don't know. <laughs> Well, thanks for listening to our review of Brother from the Same Planet. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks to everyone who has signed up to us on Patreon this week and this month. Check out all the premium stuff you can get available there if you want to help support the show. If everyone donated $1, it'd mean that we can do this basically full-time. I could be sitting here editing in front of my computer 24 hours a day, getting podcasts up to you as many days as possible. I could get those gold teeth I've always wanted. Yes. Seinfeld Podcast, The Wire Podcast, Futurama Podcast, Frasier Podcast, whatever shows you guys want, we'll do reviews on it. $1 each, that's all it would take, and we'd be there. We could live off of it. So, Mitch, 
Any final words for the listeners before we let them go and they go sign up to us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash four finger discount. Don't say final words. Don't say final words. Final words? Shh.